Good day, good day. All right. So let's just open our Bibles right to Hebrews. I love, Hebrews is one of my favorite books. Hebrews 4, 16, it says, that it, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we, we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I like it says in confidence. It kind of goes with Jared's word of boldness. I feel like I'm close up here. Um, so when I, I read that, it said we may receive mercy. We receive mercy, but we find grace. Do you guys see the difference in there? We receive mercy, and then we find grace. So I was like, all right, Lord, I need both of those every day. <laughs> this morning, I came in with judgment to my husband. He was sleeping, and he bought the wrong kind of chips. He bought, like, this package, and everything was hot for you children, church workers. And I was like, what did you do? Like, you got, like, hot Cheetos, like, burning hot. This. I'm like, we don't like these. He's like, I didn't even know. And then I, came, I took a shower, and the Lord's like, Oh, you know, did you give mercy or did you give judgment? And I thought, well, now I got to clean that up. <laughs> so I did. I did apologize, and I, and you're going to pick up chips so that those of you that are getting the training are not going to be on fire. Like we, we don't like fire, you know. Um, so, but what I'm talking about sometimes, well, we don't like that type of fire burning us. But I like how it said we receive mercy, and receive means that we're being given, we're presented with, or it's paid. So we receive it. Mercies come up and it's like, here, you can have this. This is already paid for. It's for you. But then we find grace, and find means to recognize, to discover. You know, and I thought about that and I thought, you know, we actually do have to find grace because, you know, um, it's always available to us. But sometimes we like to put, uh, we like to put entitlement in there or, or, or things like that. And he says we need to find grace. You know, grace and mercy, they, they seem to always partner together, don't they? And, and we need both in our lives. And not just we need both, we need to apply both, right? Yeah. I like both of those. But God's like, better yet, now that you're in the kingdom, now that you carry my spirit, it's better yet that you apply both to others more than you receive them. I think that's a hard thing to do because we're like, I, you know, you can't tell me that. I have mercy. I have grace. You know, I have the blood. And so you guess what? That blood is available for every other person. And now you're a carrier of the blood and you can present it to others, Right? You know, because grace, grace is, it says we discover, because grace is getting what you don't deserve. I don't deserve everlasting life. I don't just deserve when I go, you know, get out of high school, I deserve a six-figure job. I don't deserve things like that. You know what I mean? It's not like I deserve this. Grace is, is getting what you don't deserve. I didn't do anything for that. Actually, my actions probably, I should get the opposite of that, and I still receive that. That's grace. Amen. We don't deserve he heaven. We don't deserve, you know, freedom from our sins. We don't deserve the promises of God. We did not do anything that's like, God, you owe me this. Right. Sometimes we act like that. I've been there where it's like, I'm saved. I'm in the kingdom. You owe me this, God. He's like, we can do a little adjustment here. <laughs> but that's what grace is, getting 
you know, we're getting things that we did not earn, that we did not deserve. Christ earned them, he deserved them, and then he gave them to us. And mercy, this one I like even better. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve. Do you guys understand? Not getting what you do deserve. And you think, well, I deserve that. You know, we deserve hell. So I am really thankful that there is mercy because I'm not getting what I do deserve. Even this wrapping that thing, mercy is getting what, what, not getting what you do deserve. We deserve death. We deserve judgment. We deserve the consequences for our actions, right? We actually deserve those. We did those things, and we deserve those. And God's like, but I'm going to cover it with mercy. The blood flows with mercy and everything that you deserve, Christ is going to pay for, so then you can receive it and discover it by grace. You know, mercy has to do with this kindness and compassion of the Lord. You know, in the light of our sins, we deserve that punishment and death. We have to have that recognize. You know, we, we have to understand that. But God showed us mercy compassion. He withheld that judgment from us. In other words, he didn't give us what we deserve. Instead, he showed us that kindness and that compassion, allowing Christ to take our place. So we need to quit living like, well, I'm just this sinner. It's like, you know, Christ already paid for that. I'm not going to make him pay for it over and over and over again. Right? I'm not, I don't, exactly, I don't want to go nail Christ to the cross every day. But man, you know, with grace, we get eternal life. We get to the promises of God. He said, you can ask me for any promises that I put before you, and I want to give them to you. That's grace. I look at David, it's like, that guy made a lot of bad choices, and God's like, I still want to give you all these promises. Even my line is coming through you. I don't know if I, see, this is valuable of man, is I'd probably be like, disqualified, right? I wouldn't be able to extend. If I saw David doing all that, if David had my, uh, my spouse murdered, I don't think I'd be like, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's the will of God. I can extend you, you grace and mercy, right? That's why God said, you need my spirit. <laughs> you need my spirit because I can do that. He can do that. Because we get all of those things through grace. And, and, and then he says, you know, not only that, I want to give you mercy. You're not going to receive death for your sins. I'm going to pay for every single one that you have done or are going to do. I'm going to put them under the blood. Mercy is getting that another chance at redemption. When you do something wrong, not receiving that punishment for those actions. There's correction. God does correction, but he doesn't, he doesn't work in punishment. Do you guys know that? Punishment is not from God. It's not. So when we're like, did you punish your kids? Guess what? That's not from God. We can correct behavior. But punishment's not from God. And I, w- I was thinking when I was talking to the Lord about this, I can't even remember who sings it, but it says mercy, they have this song, and it says mercy triumphs over judgment. So whenever judgment comes on you, most of my judgment comes from myself. Is anyone else in that boat? It's not even other people judging me. It's myself. I'm judging myself all the time. 
you know. And he says, mercy triumphs over judgment. It means it wins. It comes out on top every single time. You know, we deserve judgment and mercy says, no, let them have grace. Isn't that good? Amen. But they deserve judgment. And he says, let them have grace. I gave them my word so they can discover grace. I already gave mercy. I want them to discover grace. In Ephesians, we know Ephesians is, is built for believers. In, in Ephesians 2, 4, and 5, it says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. Because he's rich with mercy, we have been saved by grace. And in 2 Timothy 1.9, I love Timothy 2, he has saved us and called us to a holy life. We're called to a holy life, guys. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Before the beginning of time. So it's not like, well, you don't know what I've done. Can't come back from that. Before the beginning of time, he said, I'm going to give you grace. Man, I am glad I have mercy and grace. How about you guys? Are you glad you have mercy and grace? I can think of probably, I mean, I already told you what I did this morning. That is one thing. After, after I sat in my bed and did my morning worship, that's what I, or my, my morning devotional, that's how I acted the moment I saw that. Do you see how much grace you need? I'm like, Lord, I just read about this. I was just talking to you. Thank you. Put it in my pocket. But do you see what I mean? And I'm thinking, Lord, I need a lot more. If I can go right from your word and be dumb, I'm so glad I have mercy and grace. And the longer I walk with the Lord, the more I realize how much I need both. When I was first saved, there are reasons God says he places you when your character catches up. I get saved, and man, some of the things I did, I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord. He's like, it's okay, I had the, the mercy and grace was following behind you, <laughs> covering all the things you did. But the longer I walk with the more Lord, the more I realize I need both. And the, and the more I know the Lord, the more I realize I need to extend both more frequently, more often. I need to expand that to more areas than I would like sometimes. I need to have the first thought of, What's going on? Not the first thought. I can't believe they did that. First thought, why is this happening to me? Instead of, Lord, what's going on in the atmosphere that this is happening? You see, even just your first thought can go to judgment. Right. No, said. And I know it's not just me. I know that. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, Lord, I don't know what you're saying. All right. So I think about my younger years. I got saved in 1997. I was 15 years old. 
I had been in religion for 15 years. <laughs> I probably never missed a week of church. Uh, but then I got saved, and I met Jesus. <laughs> Did you know you can go to church and not be saved? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you can spend your entire life, and you know what? When you get to the end, he's like, I don't know who you are. Yep. So something happened. But in my younger years, I was like, I met Jesus, and I, you know, I'd never even opened a Bible. And I started opening my Bible, and I'm reading, and I'm just getting excited, but I had no character to back it up. I had yet learned to, to get filled with any wisdom. I had the wisdom from the Holy Spirit, but any, I didn't know the word. I didn't know how you act. I didn't know how you're supposed to be. And I just started, I, I, I went right to judgment. I literally just received this grace, felt the filling of the Holy Spirit, and the crazy things I used to do, you know, I was like a turn or burn person. Like, I would scare people. I'm like, I am a scary person. I used to be a very scary person. And sometimes I still can. I, you know, I'm intimidating. Um, and so I would just like, I was like, these people need to get saved. I am going to scare them to salvation. I mean, I have people crying. I used to like work, be in like sports teams and school and people be like, please lead me to the Lord. I don't want to go to hell. I'm like, yeah, come on. I was like, tell them all about hell and what's going to happen to that. You know, I was scaring people to love Jesus, you know. Why was I doing that? It was so, I just remember, there was this one girl, and she was like 6'2", and I just remember, and she's just bawling in the parking lot, please don't let me go to hell. I'm like, well, then you better do this. And I'm just like, I couldn't believe. I look back, and I'm thinking, Lord, he's like, yeah, I covered that with grace. <laughs> like, scaring people to Christ. We don't need to do that. You know, we don't. We present Jesus. Jesus can do it. He doesn't need us to pump him up and be like, oh, look how good he is. He's already good <clears throat> without us. We don't make him good. He makes us good. We got to get that in the right direction because we think that how we look, you know, how we present him to people, they can see him easier, but we don't make him good. You know, sometimes I, I've, I've learned this over the years, you know. Sometimes I just want to always offer, here's what it is. Here's the word. Here's the truth. Here's my opinion. I just want to give them the truth, tell them how to do it, force it on them, never bothering to think, do they want that? Are they at a place they can get that? And I, I thought, but God, I'm doing the right thing. I am saying the truth. I'm doing these things. And God's like, how's that working for you? Well, it's not. So as I've grown, I've learned, you know what? It's not, it, it's not on my timeline. Who I say when, why, what they need to do this. It's God's timeline. Because he knows things of people's hearts that I could never know. I'm just an ambassador. When he says present the word, then that's what is my job, right? It's not my job to force them into the kingdom. Because if you're forcing someone, what do they become? Your slave. Because you're forcing. You're manipulating them. God doesn't do that. So when I started realizing that, I thought, I've got to change. You know, it's been a lot of years since I've been saved. I'm not a teenager anymore. I've gotten married. I have a mom. You know, all these things have happened. I'm like, oh, I can see why you need grace. The further I got, the more I realized, oh, my word, what was I thinking? But I learned through many losses of people in, over the years. 
that they may have had a fence, which is their job to take care of, but I made the path easy for them to get offended. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Is that they, it's their job if they get offended, but we can make it easy or hard for them to be offended. I led them to places that would be easy for them to reject Christ because of the way my actions were, my thought, my judgment. And that's what... <laughs> Don, it's your face. I think could... Don has known me for a long time. She's known me both. <laughs> my husband's known me even longer. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Spring on the judgment. You know, we, we do judge inside the church. No. But it just, when God showed me that, he's like, you need to look at people how I look at them. And it's easy to get comfortable and to start being like, well, they should be doing this and this. If I can do it, they can do it. Well, you haven't walked in their shoes. You don't know what God is dealing with them on. You don't know what God's timing is, where they're supposed to be, what they're supposed to do. It's their job to hear from the Lord. It's your job to just bring the gospel and be an ambassador. And so as I begin, every year I think it just gets better because I'm, you know, I, I need more grace. So then God's like, now you have more to give away. <laughs> the more you need it. I think that's why God said, you're going to live a life of failures. God said that to me. And I'm like, thanks. That's encouraging. He said, because I'm in failures. I'm always exalted in every failure. Because when it comes to success through that, there's nothing but God. You look at my life, my past. The way I should be, I should be, have, be addicted to drugs, alcohol, all of those things. You know, God saved me from places that I'm like, I should have been abducted. The things that I did, the places that I went, the like, what in the world? I look back and I'm thinking, you know, what was I thinking? I wasn't thinking. Amen. But the older I get, the more I realize, like, you know what, Lord? I want to learn from my failures. Right. Because, you know, it doesn't mean I'm a failure. It means, you know what, I fail and you are exalted. So when I don't offer grace, you come in with it, and you show me how. So to extend mercy and grace to others, this is the word the Lord gave me. To be able to extend mercy and grace to others, so we, we know it for ourselves, but to do that, we need to be curious before we're critical. We need to be curious before we're critical. And I've learned this. <laughs> and I'm learning this. Okay? Because <laughs> um, I don't think that I, I feel like I'm in the middle of this path. And, and that makes me, it makes it hard for me to speak on something like that because I like to be like, God, I went through this and I want to tell them how you brought me through this. And God's like, you're in this. <laughs> and you're going to tell them that you're in this because you're in this with them. But God said, be curious before you're critical. What does that mean? That sounds nice. Oh, I'll be curious before you're critical. I got this like little line that I can say. And then I asked God, okay, expand, please. Oh, he did. He did. So to be curious, God has shown me over the years. Ask questions to yourself. When something comes up, whether it's you know, an emotion or a conversation or a situation, whatever. Ask questions to yourself first. You know, did they mean to take that tone with me? 
Are they just having a bad day? You know, what's the atmosphere here? What's going on right now in, in, in this season, in, in this person's life? Ask God, why am I getting the response I am? So I had to ask, okay, I've got to ask these questions. You know, and then I had to ask, God, what do you want me to do here? How would you like me to respond? How would you like me to pray? So I've got to be curious first. So if someone comes up to you and they're rude to you, you go to the store, you say hi, and they're like, why are you talking to me? And you want to say, you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you. And God's like, well, what happened earlier that day? What do they need? Do they need you to be rude back? What do they need? So being curious means I've got to ask those questions to myself first. Because my flesh is like, i got a lot of answers right now how we can respond to that. And they're really cool. It's very colorful. <laughs> Let's do it. Right? Our flesh wants to respond immediately. I am not a responder type person where, like, you contemplate and think about it. I am, bleh, and then I got to go back, and I got to repent, and then I got to say, you know, I'm getting better. I think God's like, he just, you know, I just ask him to use me, and I think he uses that for me personally because, other people struggle with that, too. How many of you guys are blurters? See, the ones that raise their hand right away, I knew you were, because we know. We don't think about the question I even asked. You just said, she asked a question. That's it. That's me. The contemplators are still going on the first question I ask, are still thinking about curious before critical. You're not even where we are yet. It's okay. Um, yeah. I got a contemplator front row. Two contemplators married each other. How did that happen? Who's blurting out? I'm just going to come over to your door, knock on your thing, and just yell a bunch of things and then leave and see how it's going. <laughs> you need somebody to do I don't know how you guys would even argue. Hmm. Hmm. Do you talk about or you wait about, like, should we talk about this? Are we even mad? Is there an argument here? Does it? I don't know. You know, two months later, I think we had an argument. <laughs> I can tease you because I've known you for a long time. And it's a good thing because yeah. I'm a, sh so there's all these different personality types. They call me a shaper. So like I'm the person like that just, I keep things moving. But sometimes I move too fast and I need people that are like, get back on the rail, please. <laughs> Trains don't go well off there. So we, we, we need to definitely make sure we're asking those to be curious first, to ask those questions, to slow down and be like, Okay, God, before I make a decision and put judgment here, what do you want? Why did you bring me before this person who's being terrible and hateful towards me? Why'd you put me here? Or why'd you put me here where this atmosphere is terrible? Everyone's, you know, negative, whatever. Like, why did you do this? Instead of being like, oh, it must be the devil, or, or oh, gosh, you know, I must be sinning. or Maybe God just actually wants the light of Jesus to shine through you who is an ambassador because you have Christ living in you. When I was young, whew, younger, grr, put the grr on there, younger. When I was less mature, how does that feel? 
We don't have old in our lives. We just have more maturity. See this gray hair? God says it's a crowd of splendor. So <laughs> He says it. Look in his word. So if someone says that to you, you just go, grrr. <laughs> no, don't do that. See? See how it happens? See how it happens? See, my husband, he is a responder, and he's telling me that I should move on, but I'm saying no. My, my pastor told me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I get in enough trouble on my own. <laughs> I don't need help. That has happened to me numerous times in my life that people are like, well, they do that. And I'm like, I'm a diff- I have a different life than you. Like, you got to listen to your mom. We've done youth ministry for a long time, and I have parents coming up, you know what, you guys do this in your home, and we don't allow, and I'm like, I didn't tell your kid we have to do it like us, where your kid, my kid's coming home and saying, man, Sarah, do it like this, man, Sarah said this, and I'm like, you got all got, you guys are getting me in trouble, you know? No, if you do it, it's your, of your own accord. You got the suggestion from me. So that's what we need to do. We need to ask those questions. Second, the second thing is, going to people when when you when you come to that spot where it's like I want to respond like this or a situation or whatever it is ask them how you can support them that's the biggest thing is I've learned over the past few years is how can I support you what would you would you even like some help some people just need to freak out for a minute and they already got the answer right how how many guys have done that like I just want to be mad for get let me be mad just don't talk to me for like five minutes God's already talking to me, which is making me more mad because I know he's right. And I just need to go blah, blah, blah. And then I need to go back and I need to do the right thing. Sometimes you just need that, right? I just need someone to say, everyone that's driving is dumb. Just agree with me. I don't even care <laughs> what it is. Just say that to me right now. I'll deal with that later. But just if you say anything else, sometimes when I'm in a really bad mood, can I share something in my life with you guys and you guys can see into my inner crux? Okay, so sometimes in my life, this man, he has an anger resting face. He is nice. But so sometimes I'm just having a bad day. And I will call him and I will say, when you get home, you're going to say this to me. You're going to say, you look so beautiful. I really like the outfit. If I get a new piece of clothing and I tell him, this is what I need you to say. I need you to say, it looks really great. I, I had a bathing suit. I bought a bathing suit and I came out and I said, look at my new bathing suit. <laughs> and... He goes, he goes, looks nice, just like that. Say it so everyone can hear. Looks nice. That's what he did. I said, did you see this? Hence, I'm also wearing shorts under at this time. Because I was like, put it on over my clothes. Um, and he's like, yeah, I said it looks nice. I said, no. Okay. These are the words you're going to say. Wow, that looks so good. You look amazing. Also, that bathing suit makes you look... Nice. (laughs) Who said skinny? I heard someone say it. And I said, this makes you look skinny. So he said, no, I said it looks nice. It looks awesome. And he said, yeah, it looks nice. That bathing suit looks awesome on you. And I said, and it makes me... And he had to... I was like, we're going to go, we're going to go here. This is what I need. I don't need advice of what you think, like, oh, it's a little high cut or anything. No, I need you to say I look nice, I look awesome, and it makes me look skinny. I wanted all three of those things before I was leaving that room. Okay? So we were there for like 10 minutes. 
because I didn't need his opinion. I needed him to encourage me and tell me these things. And he did. So sometimes that's how you can support. But instead of thinking, you know, if he came in and said, well, she needs to know the truth about this bathing suit, and, and I don't like that color, and I, you know, I already bought it. I already paid for it. It's unreturnable. Tell me it looks nice, okay? <laughs> that's what you need to do. That's what I need. He did. He did. He did. So sometimes you just need that. You just need someone to listen to. You just need someone to give you encouragement, and you don't even want advice. You don't, you're, not, you're not at that spot, so you need to ask, hey, can I, can I support you? How can I help you? Can I share what we did yesterday with, with your, yeah, is that okay? Okay, um, I wanted to ask you, and I figured you'd say yes. So they came and we did the work project, or you'll see pictures on WhatsApp soon, but um, we did a work project yesterday, and we went and cleaned up all around town, and they have their little case, and he was mad. He just screaming. Like, you could hear him, like, the whole, like, everybody's just raking, like, <laughs> What's happening? Why are they dragging this kid across the cement? What's going on? Like, I don't know, because this kid is screaming. And I'm just raking, and I'm like, Lord, I really want to just help, help them, you know. And God's like, well, wait, why don't you ask? Because I thought maybe, you know, maybe God told her, just keep going. That kid better follow you. But he, so I said, I went up to you, and I said, hey, could I help you with this? And you said, Yes, I need some help. Like this kid screaming, I'm trying to. And so I just gave, I gave a little things that had worked. And I said, hey, maybe, you know, he's really upset right now. Just pick him up. Just hug him until he calms down. He can't hear anything you're saying. He can't receive anything at this moment. Just hug him. Just hold him. When he calms down, we're going to present some choices to him. I said, and if... If he doesn't choose one of those choices and he chooses to go back to screaming, you're going to pick him up. You're going to say, uh-oh, sounds like we need to go back to the car. And you're not going to say anything else. You're going to go, will that work? And she said it worked. But we never got to that point because as soon as the choices came, he got this little rake and he was just raking up everything. It was adorable. I took like 100 pictures on my phone because it was so cute. But do you see how the difference if I would have said, you know, if you did this, this, and this, your kid wouldn't be screaming. How would that have made you feel? That would have made you feel terrible, right? Because we've all been there. See, that's what I'm saying is we need more grace because you know how I learned how to do that? Because my kids screaming, yelling in stores, crying. My kid, this one, <laughs> we're going to church, okay? We're going to church. Oh, look at us. We're going to church. Got my kids. You know, back when I carried a you know, uh, physical Bible, not my Bible, on my phone. We look cute. I put her into church to nursery or it, she was like five so it was like I don't know what it was but put her in there and this is they have like an, it was in a theater so it's like the hallways were all open the whole service there's like 200 people there sitting in these nice chairs you know I'm sitting towards the front because you know what I'm a good Christian I hear this child scream no I hate you I'm gonna go find my mom and the whole church hears this and you hear this kid come run down the aisle. That's my child. <laughs> she's like, I don't like church. I don't like you, and I'm not going to listen to you. And I'm like, she's four or five. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's how I learned how to do that. So you never feel like, oh, this is just us. What's happening? Why is my kid freaking out? <laughs> and now she works in children's church, and the kid <laughs> goes around, comes around. <laughs> 
But you know, she's very strict. She puts those things down, and the kids love you. They're all like, Lana's in there, you know? But what I'm saying is we learn how to extend that because we had opportunities where we needed that. So make sure to be curious is asking, like, do you think that they meant it that way? So if someone came up to you and is like, why are you here? I don't know, it's church. Maybe they meant, but they might have just meant like, oh, you're not usually here, so like, why are you here? But they don't know how to use their voice yet. <laughs> and so their tone is not right, their facial, they haven't taught their face to catch up to their words. How many of you guys know someone like that? In my house, I have two of them. They don't realize it, and they will say things, and they'll think they're hurting each other. And she's like, why do you say that like that way? And I'm like, you're both being sarcastic. And they say, it's a joke. I'm like, neither of you under, both, I don't even know if you realize, Jordan, we understand this, right? Like, they say things to each other, and you're like, you're both joking. And then they'll say, it's a joke. And they're like, I didn't know that, because their face didn't tell them. So, <laughs> so that could be it. You know, and so we're just here, me and Jordan, we're all like, we're like, it, it's just your face. Jordan would never say that because he was probably too scared to say that. I've, I've had enough with them. Like, it's just your face. They're not mad at you. Um, so, and when we look at this, so we need to know how to respond. And, and so if someone comes in, they're like, ah, oh, you know, why are you here? You need to think, did they mean it against me? Are they trying to hurt me? Or did they just have to wrangle you know, all of their kids in the parking lot before they got in here and they're all yelling, trying to run in the road, like, I like the road. You, know, you don't know what happened 10 minutes before they walked in here. They could have got a text. There's sometimes, like, I'll get something, you know, someone will text me something and everyone's talking about it. Can you all just be quiet for a minute? Because I got to, like, I can't hear when I'm reading the text. <laughs> How many of you guys have been there? But I've learned to tell my family, like, I, you want to talk to me right now, but I need to finish this email, or I need to finish, just let me, I can't think about what you're saying. So that could come off, they think, oh, you're mad at me. Oh, you don't like me. You're not listening to me. And that's why we need to be curious before we're critical. Before saying, look, you know, look at them, look what they're doing, look how they're acting. Why can't they just? If you get to that point, why can't they just? There's, there's a clue that you're probably going to do something, say something, or think something in the lines of judgment before mercy. Why can't they just be like, <sighs> God could say this, why can't you just be more like Jesus? God could say that to us, couldn't he? <laughs> there are times that we have to judge something that is right or wrong, discernment. I understand that. There's times where it's like we have to put boundaries. You don't, you don't just let everyone, you know, like if someone's like, I want to come and just slap you across the face. Like that's not going to happen, you know. We're going to we're going maybe go back and forth. You might get tackled to the ground. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but you're not going to come do that. <laughs> I worked in a kid's prison, okay. I'm not just going to let them come up. You know, there's sometimes you have to deal with a situation. That's not what I'm talking about in judgment, okay. But we need to think about that. It might be for protection or whatever it is, but that should be after you applied mercy to the situation. Did you already, did you already ask God? Did he say, yeah, this is what you need to do. This is, this is a natural consequence. This is whatever it is. After you applied mercy to the situation. Critical is easy, you guys. Critical is easy. Critical is fleshy. It has no regard for feelings, emotions, or truth. Critical is a principality attached to shame and control always. Do you guys understand that? It's very easy to be critical. 
Who does that sound like? Doesn't sound like God, does it? See, when we do that, when we think we want to get that spirit of religion, that is, that's a critical spirit. Do you guys know that? Did you do this right? Did you eat on the, did you, did you take a bite of this? Did you do this thing? Did you, you know what I mean? That's like being super critical. See how we can actually see that that spirit is under the enemy and not God? It doesn't sound like God. It reminded me of James 2, 13. It says, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Saying if you're going to choose to be critical, you're actually going to create an atmosphere where criticalness will come on you. If you are going to create an atmosphere of negativity, you're going, to cre- it's, you're going to make it come on you. If you're going to create a place where depression and fear and anxiety get to live and stay without ever being accosted, you're going to have that come on you. Do you understand? See, if you don't extend mercy and you begin to judge... There are times we have to judge. We have to judge the word. We have to say, is that, I'm not talking about judge like, hey, is that the truth? Is that God's word? I'm talking about if you're looking at someone like, why can't they just get over that problem? Why can't they just do that? There's times where I have said stuff like that. Within minutes, the same thing happens to me or the thought pops in. I was like, I just was like judging them for that. And then I almost did that. Isn't that crazy? Because it says in God's word, if you're going to bring judgment, you're going to get judgment. If I don't show mercy, then I receive judgment. In Matthew 5, 7, it says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. I want mercy. So I need to be what? There we go. Now, I didn't feel this way, but I could have said, I could have said, oh my gosh, this kid's crying all the time and I can't hear myself think. I can't believe they can't get their child under control. You probably felt that, but nobody else did. I don't think anyone was there. Everyone's like, I've been there praying for you. (laughs) But do you see, without mercy, being merciful, we aren't shown mercy. I need mercy and grace, and you need mercy and grace, even more, we need to extend it to others. I think the, the older I get, the more mature as I grow, and I think that that should be across the board in the kingdom, that it should bother us more and more when we see judgment, when we see the enemy's plans coming to pass, when, when we are not offering people you know, the word of God, when we, our first thought is to judge and not, not even consult God what he wants to do. So I think as we grow, we're like, I actually need to do that more. I need more of that. I need to be quicker to repent. Like even this morning, I thought, I got to get out of the shower quick. I'm not even going to finish washing my hair. I just put conditioner in, you know, because I thought, I just did that. And I don't want it to go all day, Right? But seeing being merciful, it's like, I want that to be quicker. I want it to be immediate instead of thinking, oh, they did that because of this. I want it to be, oh, man, I wonder why they did that. I wonder what they need. Think the best of people 
first think what God would think of them first. Does that make sense? There's times we have to deal with things. And you can put up boundaries and you can do all of that. But first I got to think, okay, God, you love them. How can I deal with this even though you love them? And I speak to a lot of you throughout the week and you've, we've walked through that like, what do you think first? Because at first I want to be like, I'm going to show them. My husband always told me, he's like, he's like, if you didn't know Jesus, you could hurt so many people. Because I grew up with eight siblings. I am quick to know how to attack and go, you know, like you got to be quick. By the time they already got a response, you got eight others. You got to get in there. You got to get in there, man. You know, so, but it's, it's the love of Christ that covers our thoughts, which then becomes our actions. Does that make sense to you guys? All right. 